Hello, this is Matthias and today we talk about a topic we have touched last time nearly a year ago. I'm talking about peer-to-peer -peer lending. Some consumer loan companies have been in trouble and there were delays in collecting principal and interest due to COVID-related regulations from the governments. And there also have been, meanwhile, some scams with Investio, Kutzal and Groupier with ongoing legal investigations. And still I think the asset class is going to stay, although the hype might be over. And that's why I talk with Tenel from Reinvest24 about their platform focused on property and what makes it stand out from the other ones. We also talk about the involved risks and the general peer-to-peer -peer market situation. So enjoy the show and see you on the other side. Welcome to the Financial Independence Europe podcast, where we interview people from all 44 European countries, all of them, about optimizing your life, geo-arbitrage and making the most of your money. This was your hosts, Alvar, Arminta and Matthias. Hello, welcome everybody to another episode of the Financial Independence Europe podcast. Um, today with me is Tanel. It's called Tanel, really? Tanel. Right? Tanel, yeah. Tanel. Okay, and you're from uh, Reinvest24, 24, 24 hours, like the, yep. like the day. And um, that's a real estate peer-to-peer uh, -peer lending platform. And I hope to you can also teach me a little bit about um, the features and what it can do for investors. So pretty much an episode about peer-to-peer uh, -peer lending. Uh, I think we haven't had this in, in the podcast for a couple of months, uh, but I, I have the feeling that now there's uh, some more traction in the market, um, in the peer-to-peer -peer market uh, right now. But um, I yeah, just would like to ask you uh, about that. And But maybe first of all, you can introduce yourself and maybe what's your backstory, how How did it happen that you were the CEO of uh, Reinvest24 and so on? Maybe just, yeah, let us know a bit about it. Yes, yeah, sure. So my name is Tanel Orro. I'm uh, the CEO of Reinvest24. Uh, we are a real estate crowdfunding platform operating from Tallinn, Estonia. Uh, my background is uh, that before Reinvest24, I worked in uh, LHV asset management for four and a half years. I was leading my own team there and uh, mostly focusing on retirement funds, uh, second and third pillar. And uh, the story how I became the CEO of the platform uh, goes back a bit more than two and a half years, just when the platform was uh, launched. Well, actually, the platform wasn't uh, launched when the story began. So um, one, uh, one of the main founders of Rain24 The CTO has been like building the the whole the, the whole technology part of this platform. We participated both in an internship program in USA that uh, basically is for uh, university students uh, from Thailand. Uh, well, actually, it's all around Europe. It's quite a, a popular program. Uh, the, the, so we were in uh, USA for four months. Uh, selling, uh, basically running our own uh, business uh, where we sold uh, educational uh, content, uh, books and uh, some subscriptions uh, over the internet, uh, uh, DVDs and so on, uh, basically door to door. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty cool uh, internship. Uh, one of the things is that you can you know, run your own business and make money. The other thing is that you're going to face a lot of problems in the progress. And you're all by yourself, so you need to solve all those problems. So this like, basically gives you a thick skin to get started in life. 
the CTO who participated uh, before me as is uh, older than me, uh, but uh, the alumni, everyone who's been participating in this program are very close. It's a close community in Estonia. And uh, we have uh, these yearly uh, events where pretty much everyone is coming who can. Mm. And uh, this is how I met uh, Kirill. He, uh, he told me about his uh, idea, uh, about the B2B platform. I, mean, I was investing in some platforms myself earlier, uh, some years ago. Uh, unfortunately, it was my, my first experience was consumer loans, and uh, I, I lost uh, some part of my portfolio to bad loans. Uh, we didn't diversify enough and uh, yeah, made some mistakes there. So I was uh, leaning towards the real estate. I feel that uh, there need to be some kind of collateral behind your investment. Otherwise, there is really no guarantee. I mean, platforms can give you some buyback guarantees or things like that, but you know they're they're not really valid when you need them. Uh, it's just more like uh, for me, I feel that it's more like a marketing uh, trick, how to make me feel secured. But uh, it's, it's it's actually as strong as the companies, and if co- companies having difficulties, then you know the mo- most likely it will be, uh, you're not going to be able to use this uh, by the guarantee. So I was leaning towards real estate and uh, the idea was uh, with Reinvest24 to fund uh, rental projects collectively, not lend to third parties. This is not the main focus, but rather purchase collectively the properties that we will operate. And we're, we're basically giving the same benefits and security to our investors as being a passive lo- landlord and just owning a small part of that project. So I really like the idea. I, I'm by heart, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I, I was at a stage of my life where I needed to choose if I want to continue my career or I want to be an entrepreneur. So I felt that uh, this uh, idea was excellent as uh, working with a lot of investors, uh, mostly retail investors in LHV, I kept hearing that, you know, the funds and stocks and uh, all, all this kind of stuff is, uh, uh, they don't trust it as much. They rather see that real estate is something that will stay, will be there in 20 years, 30 years, once they retire. And this is the real retirement fund to own some real estate. So I really like the idea because the entry barrier to enter into these uh, investments, like buying your own rental properties and uh, Entry barrier is just very high. Not everyone can afford to get started. And if you have more than one apartment or more than one property, then it's, it can become a full-time job for you. Or you're going to need to buy some service that someone will manage it for you. So the idea that you can invest just 100 euros and uh, you don't need to take care of the properties, there is a professional team taking care of everything. I really liked it. So I took some time to consider it, and uh, then I just jumped on board uh, just at the time when Rainvest24 was launched. Uh, it was about two and a half years ago from now. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> so you mentioned a couple of things. So you met uh, the CTO. Is he still with the company um, yeah. that you have? He's still in the company. And um, you met him in, in the United States with this entrepreneurial program? No, I didn't meet him in US, USA. We did both ah. the same uh, internship. And we met later on in the event that uh, the, the alumni, alumni network. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yep, yep. Uh, cool. And um, and he was happy that you, that he's not don't don't have to run the whole company alone and has somebody who, who's um, taking care of the business side of the of the venture, basically. 
Yes, uh, well, there were two, there were two funders. Mm-hmm. One of them was a real estate agency that wanted to take care of all the real estate operations and management part mm-hmm. and finding the properties, doing the due diligence and so on. Mm-hmm. And Kirill was wanting to focus on the te- uh, technology side, developing the platform. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, that gave them the focus to focus that that gave them the opportunity to focus on these things, and I will I'm the one who's operating the platform and uh, managing the, the business side. Yes, that's not, not now um, because I was looking at LinkedIn uh, for reinvest 24, and then I have seen just you and uh, Victoria. I thought, okay, it's sales and marketing, but who's building the platform and who's doing the the deal flow and legal and so on, but. Uh, Now I understood that you have an agency who's taking care of that and the CTO maybe just uh, mentioned reinvest or misspelled it somehow so that I couldn't see it on on LinkedIn, basically. And where we just talk about the technology part, maybe we can just finish that one. Um, It's a kind of... So the front end, and then there's also some back end. Um, and he is he he's doing both basically, or have you some service or some some kind of product that is operating the back end basically? Yeah, we have uh, an IT team in Latvia uh, mm-hmm. who is working for us. Uh, there are three people. One of them is working with the front end, uh, mm-hmm. and then the lead developer is uh, building the functionalities uh, on the back end. Uh, And Kirill is the one who's uh, leading this uh, uh, team. Uh, yeah. He's been working with them previously with, mm-hmm. uh, with some other projects. Uh, so, uh, so, so he knows their compet- uh, competence that they're able to do things correctly. As in the, mm-hmm. you know, we're in the finance sector, you can't really make any, you can't allow any mistakes. So he's basically the architect and has some, some other people um, to work together. Yeah, yeah. Well, and um, as I understood from a business model perspective, uh, you kind of you're buying the properties, and and it's not like um, that you they are funded, but you still keep them and operate them over the over the next years, basically when they are funded, because you mentioned they are operated also by by uh, reinvest twenty four. Sure, that is that is correct. Yeah, so we we basically use. Uh, Uh, separate uh, private limited companies, which are called SPVs, for mm-hmm. each property. Uh, the only goal for this company is to purchase the property and uh, to stay operating it. Uh, this uh, this company, this SPV, will pay out uh, all the rental income. Of course, the you know the the, the costs will be paid first with a ten percent operating fee, and the rest mm-hmm. will be divided between the investors. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, what um, fees? Uh, so if I if I'm going to your platform and just invest in the property, I'm getting what's what's the performance I, I can expect from the um, re- real estate properties from the deals? Yeah. So with our rental projects, uh, for example, we have uh, two income sources. First of mm-hmm. all, uh, the same as owning the property. Basically, there is the rental income that the property produces, and mm-hmm. then there is the value appreciation mm-hmm. as the market is growing. Uh, you know, over time as well, we're doing some uh, renovational works uh, to increase the value or some legal works to change the stat- legal status of the property, mm-hmm. which also increase the value. Uh, and the, the, the capital growth part will be uh, received once the property is exited. Mm-hmm. We also order uh, new appraisal reports once a year to uh, adjust the book value of this, those properties. As mm-hmm. we have now launched the secondary market and uh, Yeah, investors are able to exit earlier if they need to. 
Yes. So there need to be some bookmark of the valuation current valuation and some properties come under market value. I mean, mm-hmm. basically all the properties, we always try to negotiate to get mm-hmm. the properties under the market value. So, so new appraisal report will can, can drastically change the valuation. Mm-hmm. And um, so in which countries are the properties? I've seen some in Moldavia and also in Spain. Was it Spain? At least Latvia, I think. Or which markets are you, are you operating and buying the properties? Yeah, so uh, currently our, uh, all our rental projects are in Estonia. We mm-hmm. have exited uh, some of them. You asked before what is the returns you can expect. The exit mm-hmm. properties, uh, the 11 exit properties have generated on average uh, more than 14% annual income for our investors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, and then we have uh, in Latvia, we have development projects. And mm-hmm. in Moldova, we have also development projects. Uh, they are in co- cooperation with uh, international developer Kirsten Holding, mm-hmm. and we are we are on those markets as we see uh, as we are able to provide more attractive yield. As you can see, the interest rates are between thirteen and fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. And we just opened the Spain market today. Actually, we launched our first project in Spain, and this project type is actually buy to sell, which is not lending to third parties. It will be, uh, it's, it's our own uh, SPV, mm-hmm. same way as a rental projects. It's 100% owned by Rainmest Holding. We have two employers there who are managing, monitoring the construction works. We're basically renovating the building and selling the apartments. So this, mm-hmm. is, the, this is a bit different, uh, different uh, property type that we just launched today. All right. And uh, for how long are uh, investors investing in these uh, properties? Is it different uh, for these countries or is it just the same? So what, what's the term in Montana? Well, with the, with the development loans, we have uh, terms usually between nine to 12 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, we had a bit longer projects, but uh, currently we're focusing on uh, trying to keep them not longer than 12 months. Mm-hmm. But with our rental project, it really depends. We don't set any exit dates. We rather uh, observe the market. And uh, if, if we find the buyer with the right price, then we are uh, open to negotiate uh, selling. But otherwise, if the property uh, is well secured with uh, good rental contracts and the cash flow is very stable, Mm. then uh, we don't see a uh, reason why we should uh, exit them. Rather, we want to give investors opportunity to exit through the secondary market if they need to and stay lo- as long as they want to. As We have many investors who are looking to just have like long-term uh, passive income through reinvest uh, rental projects. Mm. Okay, basically 12 months with the development projects and um, you, can, yeah, you can stay in as long as you want with the rental Uh, with the rental deals, except if you sell them, basically. Yeah, and then it's going to be forced buyback and you're going to be exiting with a premium. Mm -hmm. So uh, what would you say is um, if you see this um, in the mix for people who want to be financially independent, uh, as you mentioned, passive income, what would you say at which stage of life is this a good investment opportunity? Is it is it good to start with it in when you are 18, or would you say it's good to um, to put it into the mix um, when you're kind of income investor and you already have a certain amount of money? What would you say when it's a good idea to um, to go for these deals? Well, I would say that the time is the most important thing here. 
And uh, if you're waiting for, for some, something in your life to get started, I mean, the entry, we, the entry barrier is hundred euros. Mm. So like, even if you're saving on your bank account, hundred euros per month and receiving basically 0.1% interest per year, uh, which is lower than inflation. So in long term, you're actually losing value of your money. Then, uh, I mean, you, it's, it's, it's okay to start with just hundred euros a month. You don't need to be rich like uh, many people think that investing is for rich people. You don't need to have a certain uh, amount of money to get started. If you invest just 100 euros per month and mm. you're reinvesting your monthly income that you receive from that rental project mm. and you keep doing that for 30 years, you will most likely end up with a portfolio between 500,000 and 1 million euros. So yes. yeah. the compound interest, first of all, you're able to reinvest monthly. That will mm. have a huge imp- impact if your strategy lasts for five or five or 10 or more years. Mm. And I mean, like just waiting, the time is against you if you're waiting. Yes. If you are investing, then time is working for you. Yeah, I've um, also um, talked to some student today and um, I was talking um, about like ETF. So she asked me one year ago, how, what, where to invest? And I said, yeah, just start with an Vanguard All World ETF and put maybe 25 euros in it just to get the experience and to, to learn. And I asked today um, if she had started, but she said no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's most likely the, 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 the most difficult part. Is mm-hmm. to get started to make the first transaction. Yeah, uh, but yeah, with the ETFs, uh, if you're buying them, I mean, 25 euro investment uh, really doesn't make that much sense. I mean, for just trying it out, of course, it's great, but mm-hmm. the transaction fees are just too high to invest 25 uh, euros per one transaction. It's, um, I think it's one percent uh, for the transaction. It doesn't depend on the value you put in, at least for this certain bank in Germany. Yeah, so yeah, don't yeah. It, it's, it's different. Uh, there it's are different, different in countries, I think. But yeah, I think it's But yeah, be I mean, if, even if you have 25 euros it's in, then you're already, your focus is more on it and uh, you're, 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 you're eager to learn more and know more and you're observing more. So uh, definitely, even just to invest 25 euros, go through the process. It's, and it's just for the process and, and to learn and to monitor it and to, because if you just start with 30 and, and then maybe you have already 20, 30,000 uh, you, and you haven't learned about it, then you maybe you lose a lot of money <laughs> because you yeah. have too much. And how would you say um, for peer-to-peer lending and, and maybe other types of assets like stocks or ETFs and so on, what would you say should, would be a good asset allocation to put it in the mix? Well, I would say that the stock markets need some, 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 some market knowledge. Uh, mm. You shouldn't be like throwing darts at uh, the board and just thinking that you're diversifying enough. You, mm. you should like go through the annual reports of those companies and look deeper into them, understanding their potential and uh, before investing. Otherwise, uh, but I mean, you can just invest in some indexes uh, mm. which uh, cover and diversify for you uh, mm. and it's pretty safe i think uh, long term I, I would say that some indexes uh, would be the best way to go with stock markets the etfs mm. are also great uh, investment oppor- investment uh, instruments uh, mm. I, i support them as well b2b lending as well i mean 
all of those instruments that you mentioned are mm. uh, worth uh, looking into and uh, having in your portfolio. Mm. Uh, you just need to build your own portfolio and proportions that you're comfortable with. And usually it's, 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 it's smart to understand the risks. Mm. And where are you actually investing? Where is this profit coming from? Mm. And so on. So just take it one by one, test with a smaller amount, observe it, learn more about it, and uh, just uh, continue. Mm. I think you can start also with, with maybe with ETF and then add another asset class where you have to monitor more closely. Because for me, it was very time consuming to monitor all the peer-to-peer um, -peer loans and so on um, to really understand the risk. And you, I think you have to look into it maybe daily or weekly. And that's why I re reduce a little bit the, the allocation, but I still like peer-to-peer, -peer, especially if you uh, see it uh, from an income perspective. For example, if you would like to go part-time or if you want to build a business and you already have a little bit of money, then you can uh, provide you with, um, yeah, with just some passive income until you maybe get your business up and running and so on. And also later in your, in, when you're older, then of course it could also provide you with some pension and so on, or some, yeah, additional some addition. cash flow. Yeah. yeah. Very good. So, um, what's the use maybe going back to your, your product, um, I just mm -hmm. want to understand the, the USP maybe compared to other real estate platforms. I think there are a couple of uh, real estate uh, platforms in Europe. And maybe asset guru. I think uh, what's what's the difference, or what what are you trying? Uh, where are you trying to stand out? Yeah. So my first uh, my first opinion when uh, we got started is that I don't want to compete with the state guru. I don't want to offer the same product that the state guru is already doing very successfully. Mm -hmm. uh, they are uh, working with development loans, uh, lending to third parties who build those new developments and sell them. Uh, mm. to repay or refinance through banks or so on. So mm. our unique selling point is definitely the rental projects mm -hmm. as well as buy-to-sell projects where we, uh, we don't lend the money to third parties. Uh, to we, yeah, we only lend the only development, the only uh, partner that we have in those mm. development projects is a quite big uh, international development who we trust Who, who has track record and who has the experience to complete those projects successfully on time. We don't want to just accept uh, uh, any, any small uh, developer who doesn't get the funding from the bank and then just comes to, to the alternative finance to maybe find some, some platform that accepts, accepts the project, but uh, there is no really experience behind it and... Uh, Mm. Uh, the project could fail. I mean, there is collateral, which is a great thing, but mm. this is something that, you know, you never want to go there. No platform wants to go there to start uh, uh, taking over the property, which can also take a lot of time, a mm. lot of efforts. It can end up in the court and so on. So we want to be sure that our developer that we work with, the third party that we lend to is competent and experienced to complete these projects well. But yeah, the rental project is something that uh, in at least in our region in Baltics, no platform is offering. We're the only one. And in the same time, the Baltics actually, the rental projects, uh, the rental properties perform uh, mm. uh, and provide the best yields in the Eurozone, actually. It's between 6% to 7%. Mm. Uh, only Ireland is uh, at a similar level, but there 
the market is not as stable as here. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's going more up and down. So yeah. there is the opportunity in our local market, which we know really well. We are working with a real estate agency that's been uh, uh, working on this, this, this type of projects for more than 10 years. Mm-hmm. So we have the market knowledge, we have the opportunity, and no one else is offering this type of investments. Uh, so, so this is our main focus and this is our unique selling point. Uh, mm. I would also sell, say that uh, the secondary market that we just launched is uh, quite unique for P2P uh, platforms as well. It works more like a stock market mm. where uh, users can buy and sell uh, their orders uh, partially. I mean, you don't need to find someone to buy your whole position in a project. Yeah. Yeah. You can find basically there can be 100 buyers mm. and that, that provides more liquidity and that uh, by the end of the first month, this has already proven to be the way to go as uh, there are no uh, uh, discounted deals on the, pro- on the secondary market and everyone who needed the money to, to COVID or who've been waiting for the secondary market to exit, they've been, to, they've been able to do so. So uh, the, these, uh, yeah, so the rental projects and the secondary market, uh, we also make... Uh, uh, what is unique about us as well is that we make uh, property overviews. I mean, I make, I go on the site, I, mm-hmm. I uh, talk about the strong points, I show the property myself to our investors. You can mm-hmm. find those videos on our YouTube channel, Rainvest24. Um, I didn't get it. You, you, you're really going to the properties and you're making yep. a movie and so yep. on that so people, because uh, I think last year or there were some platforms who where there actually was no deal and <laughs> they yeah, just yeah. placed it on the platform and you want to bring some confidence to investors that there's really a property and really really something they can touch and have as a collateral. That's good. And yeah. I've also seen that um, that is really huge um, properties. It's not just one house or uh, yeah, it's really maybe multi-tenant house of 20 units or it was really huge building. So you need really a professional developing company that can, yeah, that can deal with such a big, um, big objects, I would say. Yep. And there are two, uh, first of all, I also want to mention that there's a secondary market. I really like the user interface. So it's really intuitive that you understand at what price you, you buy a, a certain share because you cannot buy all shares at one price. And I think there's a bidding mechanism or you start with a, Cheapest well, share? Yeah, you start with the cheapest share. You cannot mm. buy the. You're always buying the cheapest share first. Mm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so we, it needs some improvement. Still, we have many things that mm. uh, we didn't launch uh, with the initial uh, launch that mm. are still in progress, mostly in the front end, just to make it more user friendly and more understandable for everyone uh, mm. who's uh, on, on uh, who's just uh, maybe first time using it. Uh, perfect. So, um, yeah, that was uh, the, the, my remark to the secondary um, market interface, which is uh, really neat, I would say, from a user um, experience um, point of view. And there's, um, investors can also, they don't have to buy, they can, but they don't have to uh, buy um, or yeah, invest in the property deals on your website. But there is also on Evo Estate, there's also the opportunity to to buy a share is it true. Is, are there also other aggregators where, where people can invest or just Evo State for the moment? For the moment, it's just Evo State, but we are only in the progress already to uh, integrate two other aggregators. Yeah. So the, I, one of them is uh, from uh, Spain 
And the other one is uh, from the uh, Baltics, but they're pretty new and they are in the progress of launching the, the, their, their mm-hmm. uh, platform. So yeah, Evo, with Evo State, we've been working uh, around one and a half years already. Mm-hmm. And it's been great to see how they also grow in the whole process. And uh, yeah, I mean, these kind of uh, aggregators, they are, they're making life easier for, for, for many investors. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to keep track on, uh, they don't need to have, uh, they don't need to keep track on different platforms. Uh, they mm-hmm. can just uh, concentrate everything on one platform and just invest through there. Uh, I would say that benefit it benefits more uh, smaller investors. Mm-hmm. I would say that if you're investing bigger amounts, then it's more useful to do it directly, as you know you, you have another middleman, so you have two platform risks here. Uh, even if Reinvest Twenty Four goes well, mm. you still have the risk that something happens with Evo Estate and you know, the, the collaterals are not directly on, on your name, they are on Evo Estate name and mm. so on. So there are some, uh, some, some risk, additional risks coming from there. But at the mm-hmm. same time, the benefits are the convenience of uh, not, not mm. needing to be on everywhere. Yeah, for the d- discovery and so on, it's maybe uh, good. And if you, smaller, um, if you invest smaller amounts, then you just need one account and so on. But um, I understand that there are also um, advantages to go directly to a website. Are there any other advantages? For example, the secondary market, I think they also can't access the secondary market on Evo Estate right now. True? Uh, there actually is a secondary market on Evo Estate, but mm-hmm. uh, it works the same way as uh, pretty much all the other P2B platforms that uh, you need to find the buyer for your whole position. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it doesn't work like an order book where you... Mm. Like like it is in Rainvest Twenty Four. So so so, the, so 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 yeah. The, this is like a small advantage. The bigger advantage is still the risks uh, risk aspect. That you know you're not. Uh, we we offer you a very secure uh, collateral, mm. but uh, you here with three investing through Ever State, you have a middleman who actually mm. has control over that. Yeah. Uh, and and. Um... And as you're still a startup, I would say, um, do you have funding from angel investors or is the, is the agency owning a share in, in, in the company or how much, um, how much time or what's your, what's your burn rate, but how, uh, how long can you sustain with the, with the current money and, and so on? We are actually, yeah. Uh, so the real estate agency made initial funding mm-hmm. for us. Which is uh, which is uh, uh, which was big enough to, uh, to get us here where we are now, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we've been working with very low uh, cost. Actually, we're not uh, the platform who is uh, throwing the money everywhere mm-hmm. and uh, having like uh, thirty or fifty employers uh, mm-hmm. uh, doing big marketing campaigns and so on. We actually been growing pretty organically. Yeah. Uh, m- most of our users been coming through. Uh, uh, referral programs, affiliates. We don't do uh, ads, or or we don't have many people employed. So mm-hmm. we are very cost efficient with our small team. And mm-hmm. uh, the Rainvest Twenty Four is actually generating already enough revenue uh, mm-hmm. to be sustainable. So we don't have any runway. We 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 uh, yeah we actually uh, are already profitable. Mm-hmm. But to st- you know still it's not. Uh, what satisfies us i mean that's well we wanted to get here without uh, the external funding mm-hmm. but now that we are here uh, we are ready to start uh, growing uh, more 
rapidly with mm. some bigger marketing budgets, with some additional employers uh, to start the scaling process, uh, opening more markets. Uh, mm. For that, we are planning to raise, uh, raise money in the beginning of next year uh, mm -hmm. just to speed up the growth. Yes, understand. And um, hmm. how... Um, Because we, I also asked in the Facebook group the question, so if I can ask any questions on behalf of uh, mm -hmm. Facebook people who are still on Facebook, <laughs> and they ask just, are you le le legit? Um, I think um, we have to differentiate a little bit <laughs> um, to find out. I think you already answered a couple of, um, yeah, gave some arguments why it's legit or why you can also investors can have trust because of the property. Uh, Of the collateral and so on, and and because your agency and the developing uh, developer company, is there any other things you can mention? Are you also, are you in the European um, crowdfunding network? A member of that, or plan to do so? Well, we're we're actually uh, uh, looking forward to the European Union uh, crowdfunding regulations uh, that uh, mm. were I think in the it was uh, in the beginning of last month uh, they were. Approved, uh, and they will be in force in the next year summer. So mm. we're already preparing for that. But currently, mm. uh, yeah, we don't. We're not uh, regulated. Uh, mm. We're not. Uh, we don't have license in that regards. But if we talk about the scam platforms, then I would really like to point out that mm. if I mean anyone with the fraudulent uh, intentions, yeah. Uh, I believe we'll stay away from real estate. If we look in the past, the platforms uh, in the beginning of the year, in the first part of the year, that uh, turned out to be scams, none of them worked with real estate. They were lending platforms. were working with loan originators that were actually fake, uh, mm. fake companies or there were no contracts with them or so on. So mm. the reason why I think uh, it's safe to say that uh, no, one wants, no one who wants to scam or build a scam platform will work with the real estate agencies, it's because all the most important uh, information is publicly available in the land registries. You can go check if the collateral is in place, if like we're telling that, you know, our SPB will purchase this property and stay operating it, you can verify that very easily. Mm -hmm. You can see the ownership, you can see the collaterals, you can see all this information. So this is, the, I mean, like, This is something that uh, is, a, is a must for due diligence if you're, uh, if you're, if you're concerned about if the platform is uh, uh, scamming or fraudulent or so on, rather mm. than like looking into their annual reports or stuff like that. It's not really giving, you can, you can fake all those things, but you cannot yeah. fake the land registries, you cannot fake the ownership, you cannot fake mm. the collaterals, which are all stated there. So just go check those things out. You mm. have a very good overview of what the platform is doing very quickly without mm. uh, needing to like sitting. scroll around and sitting like doing hours on hours of like uh, research. Standing in front of, of the office, but now um, now you don't need an office because of the lockdown. Basically, you can also work at home. But the scam uh, platforms, you know, it's easy to just... Uh, Everything can be faked. I mean, you can have a, even the, you know, the Kupergays probably. Yeah? So mm. they had like 30 plus employers, nice offices, the mm. bloggers and the affiliates were coming there. They made like uh, tours to them and uh, everything seemed very legitimate, you know, but it doesn't mean that uh, at the end of the investment, everything is correct. Like you can, you can fake those things. Annual reports look perfect. Everything mm. looked well. 
But uh, to verify where the money is actually going and if there are actual contracts, it's, it can be quite difficult. With real mm. estate, it's very easy to verify. It's, it's much easier to verify. And there are even big German uh, banks like Wirecard who also uh, have thousands of employees and still yeah. <laughs> have yeah, been scammed. Do you know each other? Uh, I mean, all of the platforms are kind of in the Baltics. Do you know each other? Um, or do you know the guys from Evo State or from Swapper or from, I mean, this, for me, it's all Northeast. North uh, is there a meetup or is, uh, do you meet in, in the sauna or <laughs> just, um, I mean, because it's we, also close. We meet in the conferences mostly, but uh, yeah. the actual story with uh, the platforms is that many uh, P2B platforms are registered in Estonia. Mm. But they're actually not here in Estonia. They, they are not, not operated by Estonians. The mm. only Estonian platforms are really Reinvest24, Estate Code or Crowd Estate. And then there mm. is Pandora and some lending platforms. Mm. Uh, all the rest of them are actually operating from some other areas, uh, as well as uh, Investio, Kutsal were registered in Estonia, but they, they weren't run by Estonian people and they didn't do it from Estonia. So I didn't have any idea who those people actually are. With the state for mm. crowd estate, I know that I, I know them pretty well. Mm. Uh, and uh, I mean, we have uh, conferences, for example, where where we see each other and we, when we, where we talk to each other, and we think mm. that the environment uh, between all the platforms is pretty friendly, uh, even yeah. though we're like uh, competitors. Uh, yeah. Everyone is rather trying to work together mm. to not uh, to bring to not bring. Uh, I say that uh, to. Uh, bring out the politics as a positive, positive place to invest in. Yeah, yeah, make makes sense. I mean, you can also make the pie bigger, and everybody is getting a bigger, uh, bigger chunk. Is there anything else you you would uh, maybe um, tell people to gain even more trust? Uh, maybe that I forgot to ask. Uh, what you would like to put out? Why people should invest and have the confidence? Yeah, I mean, like uh, if you're looking to invest into B2B crowd lending, uh, crowdfunding, mm. then I would really suggest you uh, to uh, invest into something that think about the, the worst case scenarios. What can happen if the platform goes down or, mm. or, or the investments just go, goes bad and defaulting? There needs to be some kind of collateral, something tangible that can recover your funds. Mm. If you're investing into something that is unsecured, um, you know, there, cases with Investio and Kutsal were that they're giving out you promises that there is buyback guarantee or, or something like this, mm. it's, it's not really going to work out when you need it. But if mm. there is real estate, you can verify that there is actual collateral, then your money is pretty safe. Mm. I mean, the worst case scenario is that you need to wait if the project defaults or the platform goes bankrupt, you just need to wait until you get your money back. Yes. You, you, you might yeah. face some losses to, through the whole process. But mm. most part of your capital will be restored. And this is something that uh, I, mean, I think investors really need to understand, uh, mm. especially we're talking about unregulated markets. There are yeah. all kinds of platforms. Everyone can basically set up a company in Estonia. Everyone mm. can set up a, a platform. They can be bought mm. in the, actually for like 20 or 20,000. You, know, you already have all the functionalities. And mm. you can start promoting whatever there. Like this is this invest investment and you can earn like 30% from here mm. or that. And if you look at the like, uh, real platforms that have good track records, who, who, who are trusted, mm. uh, then if you compare the real estate investments with uh, unsecured loans, 
then the interest rates is pretty much similar. It's, there isn't much difference, at least in Baltics. Yes. The real estate provides really high yield as well. So what's, what's the point of taking higher risk if you're not really earning more? So yeah, this is something that I really like to point out. That's a good point. If you if you see that you can earn with consumer loans like a 10 or 12 percent, then why not putting the money into real, uh, real estate? That makes sense. Um, and uh, would you consider yourself you, you consider yourself as an originator, and not a platform? Or because the definition is kind of fuzzy for for some people, they say platform. To some company, I would say it's an originator. But what? How do you define that? And what are you? I would say that we are a real estate investment platform in a simple words. Yeah. Okay. Because That's I thought real you... estate investment platform, yeah. So we are like we are as well as crowdfunding, I mean. You mm. can you, you can put many names on us. But yeah. crowdfunding is uh, uh, more uh, uh, more correct I would say as we are funding the projects that we are the main focus is the rental projects where we want to own the properties and we're not crowd lending, we're rather collectively buying, which is crowdfunding. Mm. Because for Evo State, you just it's just mentioned this, these are our originators. So for the, them, you're an originator, but if the, you consider yourself... Yeah, we are originating the deals ourselves. We don't work yes. with loan originators. Evo State is not originating any deals. They all mm. come through the platforms, which are in that, mm. uh, in that sense, they, we are originated for them. But uh, as you can invest directly, we're not the originator. We are actually the investment platform or crowdfunding platform. So it depends on the perspective or where you look. Yep. At, um, so, yeah. And now you, you kind of, what's your traction? Do you have also increasing loan volume and um, growing? Is it growing right now, the business? Um, because I've seen on, uh, I think on peer-to-peer -peer banking, there's these statistics and now yep. you're part of it. And yep. that's why I was... I just need to look it up again. But um, do you have a good traction? Let me look at it. Uh, reinvest. Okay. 0.3. And how, how I, where do you want to be in, uh, in five years? And how, how would you, uh, are you trying to accelerate, basically? Last question. Well, where our main, I would say, the main, main, main goal here is for us is uh, mm. for me uh, my vision is uh, to build a uh, rental project properties portfolio worth over 100 millions uh, mm. in many different geolocations just that you know from just operating these properties from our uh, from our uh, operating fee mm. we already will be very profitable and sustainable Throughout market cycles, we're not depending on the growth that much, even if the B2B industry will slow down or the economy in the world will crash, like back in 2008, mm. you know, with the development loans, with loan originators, a lot of, a lot of investments, a lot of platforms will be gone uh, together mm. with it. Uh, but I feel that with rental projects, it's uh, sustainable throughout market cycles. There can, be, there can be some short periods where the Inc where, where the property doesn't produce income, but if you have big enough portfolio, then you know the the rental income is sustainable, and it's also our monthly recurring revenue. Mm. So that will that will get us through basically everything. Yeah.
Okay, understood. And uh, maybe just to finish it up, maybe just a couple of questions, um, because you are also now an entrepreneur, as you mentioned. Is, is there any role model what you have or what you're following? Maybe Gary Vee or anybody else? <laughs> yeah, I actually like Gary Vee. But uh, I would say my role models are more closer people to me and uh, most likely they're not as uh, like a celebrities that everyone would know them. Uh, mm. I've been, uh, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been having like more, more, more closer mentors in my life uh, who've been mm. helping us and uh, who've been helping myself, made me, I mean, to find my own direction in life. And uh, mm. maybe I just would like to say that uh, for for the for the personal development, mm. uh, I would really suggest that if you're young, invest in yourself, uh, travel a lot, mm. uh, do uncomfortable things that you never done before. Because this will uh, expand your comfort zone and uh, everything else in life will become more easier to you. Have good habits. You know, I'm, I'm really working on my habits. This is something that I learned from the Southwestern program mm. where the habits were basically everything. And you, you, you read a lot of things you really don't understand, even if you read them or someone tells you or you're watching some, some, some podcasts or interviews or stuff like that. Mm. You don't really, even if someone tells you directly, it's, you don't really understand it until you try it yourself and, you know, mm. live through it yourself. And then you will really start to understand it. So experience life. Don't be afraid. Be outside of your comfort zone mm. and, uh, you know, challenge yourself to do things that uh, don't, don't feel as safe and uh, secure, like just staying at your home or at safe job or, you mm. know, rather you know, expand your, expand and live in full. This is my advice. Uh, yep. Why I'm telling, telling this is uh, that uh, when I turned 18, mm -hmm. uh, I uh, went with my, my best friend to Australia with a working holiday visa. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I just basically fly there and uh, uh, I was just 18 and uh, I was in the Sydney. I remember... We had a, like a place to live booked for two weeks and then we really didn't know what's going to happen next. So we mm -hmm. needed to find a job, we needed to find a place to live and so on. So this experience uh, mm. really like opened my, my, how to say, my worldview, expanded the view that I had mm -hmm. of the world, uh, especially like living here in Estonia, Thailand. It's not, it's not very huge city. Uh, before, like before turning 18, I didn't travel that much. So it was a really life-changing experience. I remember I was reading the Alchemist uh, book called Alchemist mm -hmm. uh, by Pablo Acello. And uh, it was uh, really, I mean, it was, uh, I remember it. It, uh, it was, uh, this, 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 the sky was full of stars. We were basically camping on a countryside, working in a farm, living in a tent. And I was reading this book and I really... It really changed the way that I was uh, seeing things in life. Let's put it that way, and it really opened opened my uh, my eyes for 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 the bigger picture. For the bigger picture, and um, maybe having a or gaining a abundance mindset. I would say that's what most people say. Um, yeah, definitely worth uh, traveling. Also, if if you're younger, but also if you're older, of course. And um, I was wanted to ask you what book or podcast or video or YouTube channel or whatever you could 
suggest uh, we already uh, replied to this because you mentioned the alchemist book so yeah. i would like to thank you very much uh, for the insights um, or you can also have if you have another book that's interested for our audience and well yeah i have actually but uh it's estonian out or author so i'm not sure that it's even uh, even written in english uh, it's estonian book mm. uh, fully so uh, yeah i would i would rather if if someone reads the alchemist uh, because of yeah. looking at this podcast i'm already very happy okay you can otherwise you can just send me the the name of the book and i will put it yeah. in the show notes and people can look it up if they are able to speak the language Okay, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for the insight uh, on uh, real estate, peer-to-peer uh, -peer investing, and um, yeah, have a nice weekend. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was uh, great to discuss these topics. Hey, Matthias, do you think there are no financial independence Facebook groups yet? Yes, there's definitely a shortage in financial independence Facebook groups. That's why we want to create another one. And the real reason is that we want to get some feedback on our episodes to have a conversation with our listeners, um, to follow on the topics. And you might also have some questions around our content. Gotcha. And also, we've been talking with more of you guys at meetups, on Reddit, in Facebook groups, the Five Europe retreat, obviously, we organized. And this is in the end the main reason why we started the whole podcast project to talk to guys like you, uh, learn more from you, case studies, answer questions, and like hopefully all grow and learn from that together in the end and become stronger, smarter, and hopefully also richer people. So, you know, Matthias, say I'm interested in this. Where do I find this Facebook group? Yeah, just go to your Facebook app and type in FI Europe podcast or just click in our show notes. There's a link for the Facebook group or go to our website. There's also a link. So yeah, just type in FI Europe podcast. See you in the group. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you learned something new and enjoyed the show. You can support us by doing this. Subscribing to your favorite podcast program and leaving us a review. Following us on Instagram and Twitter at Financial Independence Europe. Sending us an email with questions and feedback. We would love to hear from you. All the mentioned articles, books and cool resources can be found in the show notes at financial-independence.eu. Thank you for listening and see you next time. <laughs>